Move aside coconut oil, your time in the superfood spotlight has passed. Today, it is apple cider vinegar, the latest all-natural, all-wholesome, all-singing, all-dancing superfood that's here to save you from just about anything that ails you. With claims ranging from sterilizing toothbrushes, curing diabetes and melting away waistlines, in this podcast, I'll look behind the apple cider vinegar trend to see what the science has to say. Welcome to the Thinking Nutrition Podcast. My name is Tim Crow, and I'm a career researcher, educator, and science communicator with most of this spent in the field of nutrition. How do you make sense of so much conflicting information in the field of nutrition? While I don't profess to have all the answers in an area that is continually changing as research changes, you can count on what is covered in this podcast to be based on the whole field of nutrition science, not just selective areas that support a particular way of thinking. And this podcast will always be free from any commercial product tie-ins, endorsements, or advertisements. Just credible nutrition science presented in plain and simple language, and then translating this into what it means for your health. So, on with today's show. Apple cider vinegar is one of the latest additions to the superfood revolving door family. But there is nothing new under the sun about apple cider vinegar. It's been around as an ingredient in folk medicine for centuries. Let's take a step back first and talk about vinegar in general, which is just a fairly dilute form of good old acetic acid. Vinegar is made by fermentation of alcohol or sugar by acetic acid bacteria, with the flavoring of it coming from the source from which the vinegar is made, which can be just about any type of fruit or grain. Apple cider vinegar is made from fermented apples, which are first chopped up, covered with water, and left until the natural sugar ferments and forms ethanol. The second stage is when bacteria converts the alcohol into acetic acid. And there you have it, apple cider vinegar. There really is nothing that special about this process as it can be repeated with hundreds of different types of foods. Apple cider vinegar has a distinctive cloudy brown color due to it being unstrained and containing strands of material often called the mother which is a mixture of proteins, yeast, and bacteria that look a bit like cobwebs floating in the liquid. Many people, though, attribute apple cider vinegar's effects to the mother. And there's some truth to this, since the mother counts as a probiotic. But the importance of the mother has not been established with research, so there is really zero to say about it at this time. So, if we left the story here... It would just be a nice tale about a condiment you may care to keep in your pantry. But enter the internet. Do a Google search for apple cider vinegar and you'll find all sorts of amazing health claims. From cutting your risk of cancer to even getting rid of dandruff. But the most common claims center around its benefit for weight loss and controlling blood sugars. So let's delve into those ones. And spoiler alert, they are the only ones that have even a scary of science behind them. 
The claims that a shot of apple cider vinegar will melt away body fat does actually have a small amount of scientific evidence behind it, coming from two human clinical trials. A 2009 study from Japan showed that a group of overweight men and women who took two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar each day for 12 weeks did see a small benefit on body weight of just under 2 kilograms and waist circumference and blood triglycerides fell as well, compared to another group of people who weren't drinking the apple cider vinegar. And I'll link to this study in the show notes. A more recent study randomly assigned 39 people to follow a calorie-restricted diet with or without apple cider vinegar for 12 weeks. While both groups did lose weight because they were on calorie-restricted diets, the apple cider vinegar group did lose a bit more, again by a bit under 2 kilograms, and I'll link to this study in the show notes. Now, these two studies are certainly interesting. But was it thanks to the metabolic miracle that is apple cider vinegar? Most likely no, as there have been several taste studies done finding that drinking vinegar in general can induce a slight feeling of nausea and a lessening of appetite in some people, which is hardly surprising. That does not in any way negate that apple cider vinegar may have a small benefit on weight loss. But the mechanism here is probably making a person feel a little ill and reducing their appetite. And you can drink plain old private label supermarket vinegar and get the same results if you want. There could though be a benefit for weight loss by regulating blood sugar levels, which is an interesting area I'll explore next. Another claim that is hard to miss is that apple cider vinegar will reduce blood sugar and insulin levels. Now, this is a rare situation where there actually is some reasonable evidence to support the claim. But spoiler alert, it is nothing miraculous to do with apple cider vinegar. It's related to the acidic acid, for which any vinegar will do the trick. So way back in 1987, Japanese researchers found that giving a small group of healthy volunteers vinegar containing 5% acetic acid could blunt the rise in blood glucose after having a dose of sucrose on an empty stomach. Likewise, another small study from 2005 found that different levels of acetic acid could also blunt blood glucose and insulin responses in healthy volunteers after a meal of white bread, while also increasing the feeling of fullness. And there have been other studies in this area too, and the sum of the findings were included in a meta-analysis published in 2017, which I'll link to in the show notes. And the conclusion... The pooled analysis of studies revealed a significant reduction in glucose and insulin in people who consumed vinegar compared with a control group. Note here though that there was no mention of apple cider vinegar. It's just generic vinegar that it relates to, which of course apple cider vinegar falls under because of its acidic acid content. Most of the research in this area, though, has been with healthy volunteers, but there have been some small studies in people with type 2 diabetes, which is of interest, and the research seems to show a benefit, 
but by not as much as that's seen in people with normal glucose responses. If you want to dig more into this research, I'll link to a review paper in the show notes on this topic, which also delves into the potential mechanisms for why vinegar may be beneficial in regulating blood sugar responses. Vinegar may help mediate the production of hormones involved in glucose regulation, reduce the activity of carbohydrate digesting enzymes in the gut, improve insulin sensitivity, and even increase blood flow to tissues. But a key point in that the benefit of vinegar seems to mostly apply to meals that contain starch. It will do very little for high-fat meals. So does this mean everybody should be drinking vinegar shots with their meals? No. If you don't have diabetes, then your blood glucose is being regulated just fine. But if you do have type 2 diabetes, there likely is not as great a benefit as the underlying condition is already a symptom of impaired glucose regulation and insulin resistance. So vinegar can't overcome all of that. But you should definitely talk to your doctor if you are considering this approach, especially if you are taking medications to help treat diabetes. So what about all those other health claims you may have read about apple cider vinegar? Just about all of them are not supported by very much evidence, nor is there any strong reason why apple cider vinegar should even give these benefits, over and above any other type of mild acid. Because of apple cider vinegar's antimicrobial properties, albeit fairly weak compared to well-established disinfection agents, It is often suggested as a natural cleaner for the home. And yes, it will do the job as a cleaner, as the acid is effective against mold. But so too are salt, lemon juice, hydrogen peroxide, tea tree oil and baking soda. Apple cider vinegar, because of its low pH, is great against alkaline grime, such as hard water and mineral deposits, as well as soap scum. But again here, supermarket private label vinegar will do the same job. And beyond that, there are actually some pretty compelling health reasons not to be taking apple cider vinegar as a daily health tonic. Apple cider vinegar has a pH of around 3, so it can dissolve the tooth structure when it comes into contact with the teeth. And if the erosion is severe, this can lead to the need for expensive and extensive dental care. And the risk is not just a theoretical one, because in at least one of the clinical trials with vinegar that I've been mentioning, it also monitored dental erosion over the eight weeks that the trial ran. And it went up 18% in those taking vinegar. So if you still want to take a daily shot of apple cider vinegar or any other type of vinegar, please dilute it first. So let's wrap this up. Apart from it making a nice salad dressing or even a handy all-purpose domestic cleaning agent, there aren't that many compelling health reasons to be taking apple cider vinegar. But at least some of those claims have some evidence behind them. But perhaps you should ask yourself if any of it is worth it if it means taking vinegar shots every day. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on, if it supports it, 
or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition. Thinking Nutrition.